When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with... Co-host <laughs> Catherine Brandt. Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen. Mike Molina. Andy Brandt-Bernard. Tevin Pittman. And we will be right back right after this. I'll find out what my life is doing right after this, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. But though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. Let it be. Let me guess, this was released 48 years ago today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Let it be. 48 years ago. Good God. Yeah, there will be. All right. 
Devin, you have the perfect view. I have kind of an obstructed view. But I want you to keep an eye on Catherine and Alex when I read this headline. Okay. Okay. Stare, yeah. Ready? <laughs> a cockroach ca- crawls into a woman's ear while she's sleeping. No. And it takes nine days to get it out. Not possible. You'd have to put me in a coma. Oh, my gosh. For the whole nine days. The whole nine days. Can you That's even I'd imagine go, that? I'd go loony. How big is your ear? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> well, a baby cockroach isn't very big. Was it a baby? He didn't qualify How dirty it as a is baby. you where you're sleeping? Well, where yeah, is really. a cockroach? Well, they can just like show up. They're I have never nasty. had a cockroach in any of my we houses. Don't no, we, don't. we don't have a lot of cockroaches. Minnesota does. No, we don't have a lot. Florida has cockroaches. Rest, restaurants, I believe, do some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I've only yeah, ever like, seen namely one cockroach in Florida, and that was our first house. Before we like, oh yeah, you when have to have an exterminator yeah. down there. Yeah. You have to. They're just everywhere. And in New York City, oh my God, where was I with you? There was like a one of those street vendor carts, and he was on the corner, and there were just cockroaches just coming no. out of the grates, just tons of them. Well, yeah, New York City is one of the I filthiest like, places ah! on earth. I remember when we were walking oh, I mean, in <laughs> Gramercy Park, and Dad had cockroach-colored shoes. <laughs> Cockroach colored shoes. You mean you really like them? Were, no, they were like camel colored. And there was a giant cockroach on your foot. And I was like, your foot, your shoe moved. And you shook your foot off and a huge cockroach. Because oh, it was the same exact color. You don't oh remember god. that? I don't remember that. Oh my no. god. Those are the things you want to block out yeah. of your life. I'll say, all it takes is one cockroach and I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, to a different state. Like, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, God, Catherine and I went down to, uh, to uh, Grand Cayman. Oh. And we scanned the <laughs> that place. place is full of them. We walked in there, walked in the bathroom, and they had a huge, like, jacuzzi tub in there. Oh, and sitting on the lip was a cockroach the size of a German shepherd. For, oh, <laughs> that thing was gigantic. Well, that might have been a pal- palmetto bugs. Those nah, are different. No, it was palmetto bugs. They look like co- giant cockroaches, but they're, I guess, harmless. disaster. Yeah. I always remember that's what they had made the contestants eat on Fear Factor back when Joe oh, Rogan. Oh, yeah, right. Why yeah, would you? Right. They're like disease-ridden, disgusting. Yeah. Why would you let somebody eat those? All right, so here it is. If you think your Monday is rough, just be glad you're not this lady. A 29-year-old so woman named Katie Holly from Melbourne, Florida. Had a Florida. Co- Florida. What do you say? Had a cockroach crawl into her ear while she was sleeping last month. I'm seeing multiple places reporting that it was a palmetto bug. Oh, it's not a cockroach. No. Well, they said it was a cockroach. Oh, Either palmetto way. bug well, is... any bug in your ear. <laughs> palmetto bug is horrible. the same thing as a cockroach. That's what I thought. I so thought never they were mind. different. No. Huh. Cousins. Cousins. <laughs> Kissing cousins. <laughs> um, okay, so she told the entire story to Self Magazine where she, they uh, covered it in deep detail. Here's how it went down. Oh. The cockroach crawled into Katie's ear in the middle of the night. She could immediately tell that something was wrong, so she went to the bathroom. She stuck a Q-tip in her ear. To shove it in further. shove it in further. That's great. Great plan. Great plan. Uh, And when she pulled it out, all that was stuck to it were two cockroach legs. Okay. She asked her husband to pull it out with tweezers, but he just got two more legs, so they rushed to the ER. Just pulling out legs. While they waited, Kathy could feel the cockroach scratching and exploring her ear canal. The ER doctor used a shot of lidocaine to numb Katie's ear and kill the roach, then pulled it out, chunk by chunk. But that wasn't the end. When the numbness subsided, Katie's ear still felt weird. 
So a week later, she went to her doctor, who looked in her ear and realized the ER doctor hadn't gotten all of the pieces what of the roach know, carcass. ER duck. I know they're <laughs> worse. I don't know why ER doctors are so often <laughs> horrible. So bad. Uh, yeah. So basically. Katie's doctor flushed her ear, pulled out six more pieces of the roach, and made her an emergency appointment with an ear, nose, and throat specialist for later that day. The ENT found even more pieces of the cockroach in her ear. The world's largest cockroach. They pulled out out the entire head, upper torso, and more legs, and he said that was definitely it. Appears that was true after nine days with the roach in her ear. Katie finally had all of it removed. Once it was over, she and her husband had pest control out to their house immediately to well, spray. I hope. And she's going to sleep with earplugs. I'll say I would never sleep again. Yeah. Yeah, would you? Uh, uh, you put one of those little net things over your ear. whole head. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Yeah, sleep with earplugs. That's well, how just filthy is your house? You don't have to be filthy to have. I think you roaches do. And no, not no, you like don't. in New York City or any city. Remember one time we were staying in some hotel? in chicago yes and there was like a it was like a suite i don't know who we, why we were there why we, were there we had chuck this, and Jan but why were we in chicago just with, to go down and hang out that's odd go to anyway, gene and georgetti we opened i mean seriously there was like this like living room area and there were so many i mean i remember sitting on the couch we're having conversation i'm just watching cockroaches scurry about <laughs> In a hotel, or you? Staying? No, it was Boy, a nice hotel. Time. I am out. I'm, I know. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Either <laughs> neither, either never sleeping again, or I'm sleeping in a hammock, so it has to crawl down the strings. That's true. Yeah. Just come right down the yeah. strings to get you. That way, uh, make it hard for the cockroach to get horrible my Horrible things. Andy, I'm getting six thousand text messages asking us to look for the audio of a guy named a catcher named Molina getting hit in the nuts with a foul ball. Yadier. Oh, good. Yeah. What's his name? Is he, I don't know. The yeah, only baseball is yeah, Yadier Molina. Yadier yeah. Molina, yeah. He's out for a month. He's out for really? a month, yeah. yeah. Oh, that it's had to be a good one. Hit. That must <laughs> have felt <laughs> really, really good. 102-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastball. Well, he got hit, uh-huh. and then he had to yeah, obviously be taken out of the game, and then they had to perform emergency surgery hours later. Emergency <laughs> surgery? Yeah, Why that, wasn't he wearing a cup? I, yeah. Good yeah, question. Wear a cup. What are you thinking? Always, whenever there is a... And Melinda so just got hit right in the seat with a fastball. <laughs> what we've learned from the last 10 minutes is sleep with earplugs and always wear a cup. And always yeah. wear a cup. See, that's just, all, we, that's all yes. we do is give, give, give on this show. Cover I mean, all your bases. services right here. All we do is just give, give, give on this show. That's It just never ends. You find anything, Andy? Um, uh, here's Yadier uh, Molina. Of course, he did. I'm guessing it's just a lot of screaming. I would imagine. Yeah. Swearing. swearing. Well, swearing. one guy on the Maybe air apparently. Passed out. Yeah. They probably deleted it by now, but he referred to it as Alex Blocker ears. Uh, one guy said he got hit in the dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they let that out just, over the air. Just, just to make sure that they got both of them. <laughs> yeah, they got both of them covered. Yeah. Not it wasn't just, just one. one. Yeah. <laughs> we got everything covered. We know he meant the whole penis package. and testicles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what he meant. <laughs> The they went with genitalia. They went with package. They went with genitalia. They went I with don't the think crotch. There's really any audio. We had audio this morning. Yeah, we had audio. Fake this audio? That wasn't fake audio. <laughs> fake news. It's got to be on YouTube by now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yadier yeah. Molina getting hit in the seeds for the hundred two miles on YouTube. What kind of name is that? Yadier. Y a d i e r. I think is how you spell it. Sounds Eastern European. Mm. It does. Does it? 
Sounds Italian to me. What? And they're not really white people, you know. <laughs> they're not <laughs> they don't eat pizza. <laughs> they, don't they, don't eat pizza. they don't eat pizza. It I think that's funny. Is Hebrew, but it's popular in Cuba and Puerto Rico for some reason. Oh, I was going to say, Hebrew? it does not sound Italian. Yajiro. Something like that. This is one of those moments that has to make someone reevaluate what their life has become. There's a 26 year old woman named Angelique Sanchez from Aurora, Colorado. And she was trying to get a job at a health clinic last week. She needed to get a, take a drug test for the job. And apparently, Angelique knew she'd fail. So she got her hands on someone else's pee. But she knew it had to be warm or the testers would know she'd smuggled it in. So she took it to a 7-Eleven before her test to heat it up in their Nuke microwave. It. Nuke it. Nice. I get it. And Nuke it exploded. Even better. <laughs> okay. She so sounds Angelique, like a rocket scientist. Real genius. Super She's smart. a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelique bolted, and the 7-Eleven clerk found a bunch of yellow liquid dripping from the microwave. <laughs> you know, he realized what it was not called the cops, and they tracked Angelique down at a job interview down the street. Called the cops? She is facing one kind of damaging property. Oh. Apparently, she destroyed the microwave. Well, put it yeah. in like a metal cup. It for a food service anymore, yeah, I no. would guess. No matter how much you clean that, yeah, thing. not enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the here's what I love. It says here, spoiler alert. Now that the health clinic knows about this story, she's probably not going to get the job. Yeah. I think she's unemployable. Uh, how hard is it to just not get high? For a while, while you're looking for a job, for some just while you're looking for a job, right. is it that difficult? Yes. Well, it depends actually because, mo- like, most people, it's out of their system within a week. One week, yeah, oh. ish. That's a long time. But I know somebody that for five months was taking at-home drug tests, and they kept coming back positive, and they were not smoking pot. Yeah, I bet. Really? <laughs> no, I was eating poppy suspicious. seed muffins. Yeah, eating right. too many poppy seed muffins. But, and that story was from Colorado? <laughs> Again? Yeah. Isn't it legal in Colorado? So I wonder if, well, I guess jobs can still test for it if it's, yeah, because they're yeah. a private yeah. thing. You yeah. can't have. Depending on what yeah. job it is. But Doesn't, if it was medical, that's what I would tell her. Just go get like a medical card and be like, it's Yeah. Well, there's still the stuff, there's still plenty of jobs where you can't have anything in your system. Like in the medical field, you can't yeah. have, the alcohol is. Well, yeah, it's but it's not like medical be... alcohol card because, like, because when it's considered like medicine, is that different? Well, but than... that's yeah. all BS. Yeah, it is. Most of it. I have a question for you, Andrew. <laughs> Would you bring up that Barnes and Noble story for me, please? Now they're telling us we should worry about Barnes and Noble. What is there like two of them left in the country? Yeah, really. The one at the Galleria just got like a crazy. Upgrade. Oh, did it? It's really? like super fancy. Now. Well, it would have to be because otherwise, why would anyone go to a bookstore? It's real fancy. Barnes and Noble is in real danger of disappearing, and that uh, has David Leonhard, Leonard of the New York Times worried. This isn't just a case of corporate giant being unable to keep up with the new age. He writes, "It's a result of a misguided government policy about monopolies that goes back to the 1970s. Around then, the government view that all monopolies are evil began to shift." The new idea was that uh, behemoths weren't bad as long as prices stayed low, and that policy has resulted in leniency under both parties toward technology giants that that have come to resemble monopolies. Amazon and its impact on the book business is a case in point. So what's wrong with the emphasis on low prices? Two things, writes Leonard. First, prices are not a broad enough measure of well-being, he writes. If prices stay low but wages don't grow, which is roughly what's happened in recent decades, Consumers aren't better off. 
Second, regulators focus on short-term prices and sometimes ignore what happens when one company conquers its rivals. Amazon just raised the price of Prime, you'll notice, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard likes Amazon as a consumer, but I'm also starting to wake up to the deep problems created by corporate behemoths. Specifically, they have the power to hold down wages, avoid taxes, squash competition, and produce a less vigorous economy. He's holding out hope that the government once again takes a dim view toward them, and he's rooting for Barnes & Noble in the meantime. Uh, I love holding on to books when I read them, but I bet you nobody else in this room does. I do. No, I, I prefer reading actual books. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, than look I at just, the screen. Yeah, like, rather than look the at Kindle. the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't like looking at screens. I mean, I'll read a book, but I just, I can't, I hate having books all over the place. That's the problem. That's why you go to the library. That's why you go to the library. Exactly. I don't understand. Anybody else, would, if you had books all over the place, go, thank God my husband's reading and he's, you know, trying to learn things. She complains. You got books all over the house. Was it directed at you? Is everything about you, do you think? Everything's about me. This is the Tom Bernard show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for jumping off my side so quickly, by the way. It took took Tevin about two seconds to jump off my side. That was really great. No, I mean. I really appreciate it. When I used to have my tax store, there used to be this very large vendor that they would make the vendors cut prices so much to get into their stable yeah. as they say yeah. and i mean you used to i mean these people were so stressed out trying to give them the product that they wanted as cheaply as they wanted i mean the, these people they were like i can't do it anymore i was right. I, I had a nervous breakdown trying to meet their needs and that's yeah. what happens the vendors are the ones that don't make any money that's well, like walmart True. that's there like walmart so mm-hmm. many american companies have moved to china because of walmart because they're like we can't get cheap we can't compete labor like right. in really? china yeah they're like well, we have to pay people a living wage and china doesn't yeah so. and a lot of times quality goes down the tubes because they yeah. can't keep up high standards and mm-hmm. produce as much as they all need and want are you trying to tell me that China treats its people poorly in some cases. <laughs> it's really hard to believe. I've heard it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, yes, you've heard it's a possibility. <laughs> Rumor has Got it. A few negative Yelp reviews. Yeah. Mm, yes, that's exactly what it is. A few Truth negative advisor, Yelp reviews. Yes. The entire country of, of China. Oh, God. I remember I just saw a cartoon once in The American Bystander. And Tonto was on the ground. The Lone Ranger was on his horse. Tonto was on the ground with his ear to the ground, right by the Great Wall of China. And the line was... Kimosabi. It's Chinese people. Billions of them. He's <laughs> <laughs> got his ear to the ground. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom for Flow. For the past 35 years, Flow's passion to invent a better way has created some of the finest recreational products available. Flow's Cargo Max trailer line is a perfect example of their innovation. This trailer is redefining the utility trailer industry. They start with a strong aluminum frame, and then add a thermoform polymer bed. It gives you a nearly indestructible one-piece trailer body. And since it's molded, it adds style that the trailer industry has never seen. They even beat it with a large sledgehammer at 20 below zero to prove how tough it is. Best of all, you'll never worry about dents, rust, rot, or paint. Visit their website at floeintl.com to find your local dealer and to see videos of this unique trailer, including... A video showing hockey star Ryan Suter shooting pucks at it, trying to break it. You'll quickly see how Flow has earned the reputation for quality products and offering you more for your money. Flow, a better way. 
It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, May 21st, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I lost over 40 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on May 21st. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Everybody's like that now. Everybody thinks they're so smart. I'm sick of people who read. <laughs> they think they're better than everybody, all right? Whatever you're reading's on TV somewhere, all right? I saw it. Like, you ever go to a movie? You like the movie? Because it's a movie. <laughs> Somebody's always got to ruin it. Oh, the book is so much better than the movie. Oh, shut up, nerd. All right, it's not better. It's never better. There's a reason why they invented movies. Those books fucking suck. All right? I mean, like Who is that, John? Uh, Caparula? Caparula, yep. yeah. <laughs> John Caparula. I like him. He's a good guy. As lava, toxic gases, and steam oh. continue to burst through new vents in the ground of a Hawaii neighborhood, bad. the 1,700 people evacuated from the area have no idea when they might be able to get a home. No. Some no longer have homes to return to. Hawaii County officials say at least 30 structures, including 26 homes, have been destroyed by the lava in the Leilani Estates subdivision, the Honolulu Star Advisor reports. You know, i got to be honest with you, I'm not buying a house by a volcano. No. no. Not happening. No. Yeah, or, a, you know, a, a fault line. I don't no, know. A fault line, that too. <laughs> just, or a flood zone. I just think maybe it's a good idea. Mike Evans was talking about that this morning. He said it's the, the weirdest thing about, about earthquakes, because I've never been in an earthquake. I've been, you know, in earthquake areas, but I, there's never been an earthquake. He said it's so weird because it sounds like there are big stones inside of a clothes dryer. You hear that first, and then you feel it. Oh. And he said, you can hear it first, and then you can actually feel it. He hmm. said, and then you better run like hell after that. But where do you where run do you to? Get? Yeah, I know. There's nowhere to run to. The entire <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no. Wrong if, direction. What if the entire thing is going to really break off someday and just go out to sea? That'd be nice. <laughs> and just get rid of California and go out float out to sea. Probably a lot less sexual assault allegations. Yes. Well, probably a lot. Probably Kilauea has been erupting nearly continuously since 1983. Well, then yeah. why would you live why anywhere you near it? Why would you live there? Yeah. That kind of sounds like self-inflicted Stupidity. Problems. Yeah, uh, I volcanoes erupting agree. for 30 solid years, and you're like, I think I'll well, build a house isn't, there. Isn't, yeah, the big island is the most active volcano area, right? I believe that's yeah. true, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawaii County officials say at least 30 structures, including 26 homes, have been destroyed by the lava in the Leilani Estates subdivision, the Honolulu Star Advisor reports, or advertiser, I guess it is. Some residents whose streets were declared safe were allowed to briefly return to the neighborhood on Hawaii's Big Island Sunday to collect pets, medicines, oh, and vital documents. Puppies. Amber Makuakane, a 37-year-old teacher and single mother of two, tells the AP that her home across from a fissure that opened up on Friday was among those destroyed. 
the volcano and the lava, it's always been part of my life, says Makoa Kani, who grew up in uh, the area. It's devastating, but I've come to terms with it. Hundreds of earthquakes have hit the area in recent days. Among them, a magnitude 6.9 earthquake on Friday. So you got the yeah, you got the volcano huge. erupting. You got the uh, yeah, don't earthquakes. Don't Just don't live there. It's easy not to live somewhere. Plus fact, I could not live out in the middle of nowhere like that. I just could not do it. You're stuck on that island, and that's where you're going to be. And if you want to go anywhere else, it's at least four or five hours away. Oh, yeah. Flying anywhere would be just the worst. Exactly. The strongest to hit the, uh, the state in 43 years, a, 69, a 6.9 uh, quake magnitude quake. Scientists say there's no sign that the quakes and the increased activity of the Kilauea volcano, uh, which has sent lava into underground chambers beneath the subdivision, will stop any time. There's no s- sign that it's going to stop. Well, aren't there just noxious fumes everywhere, too? I yeah, sure Gases are. and so. fumes. Yep. Yeah. It's good for the kids. <laughs> you know. Come on, get out there and breathe that in. Let's go. Yeah, everything will be good. Uh, Stay away oh. from volcanoes. I saw it. There was a news report about that, and people were like, I'm not back evacuating. I'm not going nowhere. I, I did see that one guy. I ain't going nowhere. I, and down right. the street, there's like this hot, molten yeah. lava just rolling down the road. Back I'm not going wind, anywhere. Idiot. Well, remember Harry Truman, not the president, but the guy named Harry Truman lived on uh, Mount St. Helen. They said, you've got to evacuate, sir. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. They never found a hide nor hair. <laughs> he was just melted away to nothing. What, what is the temperature of that stuff rolling oh, down God, the Andy, hills? It's, lava. it's crazy. 2,000 degrees. You think you're going to be okay if that hits your house? No. Uh, yeah. It'll roll right around. This right. is made of brick. Right, you're not, you're not the <laughs> captain of the so... Titanic. You don't have to go down with the ship. Yeah, like, yeah. You, can, you can leave. No, I... I gotta believe to melt rock like that, it has to be at least a thousand and two thousand degrees. And what is their homeowner's insurance on something like that? When it first comes out of the volcano, it's uh, on average about sixteen hundred degrees. Sixteen hundred degrees. Well, rolling down the street, it was already down the hill, and they were showing these huge rocks just flying around in the sky. Right. So, you know, it's like, okay, so you can outrun the lava maybe. How about the pelting of the hot rocks on your head? I don't know. (laughs) I just don't think any of this is good. No. (laughs) Idiots. They're so, I ain't going nowhere. That's it. Maybe right. you can't. You yeah, you can't be. put sandbags up. It's not like a flood where yeah. you can try to divert well, water. It's it's four fifths. It's telling you. survival of the fittest. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's very it's, very true. Maybe gonna... dissolving in lava is the best thing for you, yeah. sir. Yeah. That's what you choose to do. We're <laughs> not going to tell you how to live your life. Not, yeah, like you are welcome to that. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> Joe from Louisville said he saw a video of lava a lava flow completely burning a car to the ground. Yeah, lava is, oh it takes God. no prisoners. Like it's, it takes no prisoners. Yeah, I just, suppose it doesn't take any prisoners. No. I imagine it's probably doesn't true. Doesn't discriminate. No. A doctor's attorney says a death under his client's watch was tragic but not criminal. An assistant DA calls it a case of greed and arrogance. Either way, Dr. Robert Rowe, uh, who says he's done at least 40,000 abortions, has pleaded guilty to criminal negligent homicide after a six-month pregnant patient. He performed an abortion on bled to death after the procedure. Uh. That patient was 30-year-old Buffalo uh, woman Jamie Lee Morales. Some sources spell her first name Jaime. Uh, who had uh, reportedly traveled to Rose Clinic in Queens 2016 to terminate a pregnancy for a fee. $6,000? 
Isn't six months I have no idea. quite late? Yeah, it's pretty late. To have an abortion? Because, I mean, they're... Yeah. I don't think you... Yeah, that sounds kind of illegal. Yeah. Let's see. Well, I think, I think 40, in some countries... Abortions? I think in some 40, countries, late-term abortions are illegal. That's a lot of abortions. Well, this country was Buffalo, New York, so... If he charged 6000 <laughs> a piece, he would have made, what, quarter of a billion dollars? Well, I'm sure there's some expenses. Yeah, he doesn't get... <laughs> just, just give straight me some cash. cash. Yeah. Give well, me the six Gs. I take Venmo, yeah. PayPal. <laughs> all that stuff. It's all true. Let's see. The latest abortion you can have. Yeah, six is... months is like... Well, that's be in like Iowa. a child. You can't even say that that's a fetus anymore. That's like a no. developed child. That's horrible. What does it say, Andy? Um, What's the word? Three states ban abortions in the third trimester. Fifteen states ban it 20 weeks. Nineteen says if it's a viable fetus, then you can't do it. But if it's not viable, then you can abort it. What does that mean? It means that if you gave birth to it right now, would it survive? Oh, I see what you're saying. Or there's like, there's um, some people do genetic testing to find out if there are any disorders that... Well, yeah, that's... Because, like, some people find out, like, oh, my daughter has this... There's, like, this thing called trisomy 18 where they have an Mm -hmm. extra chromosome and they're not likely to live for more than, like, two weeks if they even make it to birth. Incompatible with life. Yeah, why bother? So people can sometimes choose to abort the baby then. Even though I was talking to a woman who who was told that her baby had this, had her baby, and it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Liar. Well... uh, 50% of babies born at 25 weeks survive, so I guess that's the cutoff. 25 weeks, so that's about six months. Yep, you can well, go it's up a little, to it's one week short at six months. Who wait? Yeah, why wait that long? That's yeah. Like if you don't want, well, yeah. Iowa just passed a bill last week where it's if it has a heartbeat, oh, then, then you can't. Then you can't. No. It's not like Which after is eight weeks. Yeah, that's not very typically, long. Typically, like around seven, eight weeks. Well, I remember Catherine. Well, before Alex was born, they said her IQ was going to be like two. They never said any of these words. They <laughs> make yeah. stuff up. But you guys constantly. decided to risk it anyway. decided to risk it anyway. Look what you ended up with. I got she was about You're the size welcome. of this I defended you. Thank you. You said you'd be okay. What do you mean you defended her? It's just because I had an IUGR. Yeah, I'm sure I ran in there. Let's take her out. <laughs> yeah. That's what you. I had. What? IUGR. What's that? Uh, intrauterine growth restriction. Growth yes, you restriction. did. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. I could hold you in my one hand. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You were tiny. Yeah. You were a tiny baby. That's all I know. Yeah. Apparently, some people can live to be in their 30s with trisomy 18, but they can't care for themselves. So yeah. why would you? Well, what's trisomy 18? We were just talking well, she about. She just it. said that whole 18th thing. 18th chromosome. Right. Where most of them don't make it. Past, past birth. two and weeks. Do you know there's volunteers that will come to the hospital and take pictures of the Yeah, now I baby. lay me down to sleep. And yeah, so that oh. way the family has pictures for Why would you bother? Man. I, have, I have a friend that had a, well, her baby at 20 weeks. She just went into labor at 20 weeks. And really? they were like, we can't stop this from happening no matter what we do. Like 20 weeks. Had, I thought they had drugs to no, her water broke, and oh. they're like, we can't do anything about it. And so she had him, and now I lay me down to sleep came. And oh. Actually, no, it wasn't now I lay me down to sleep. It was somebody else, because now I lay me down to sleep will only do, like, certain hmm. situations. I don't know. But she found somebody to take pictures of her son, and, you know, because yeah. it's like she only yeah. got, like, 10 hours with him. 
Yeah, oh, I mean, Jesus, such a what sad, are we talking about? It's so that? sad and yeah. very tragic. We talked to somebody on our podcast that did that. That's really yeah, and she oh, really. was like, yeah, taking pictures of the most like yeah morph babies that couldn't live. And uh, it's so yeah. sad. Yeah. So, is that the podcast that uh, appears in City Pages as the best new? No, uh, oh, no, no, yes, it is, but we don't talk about. <laughs> what do you we mean? Don't bring that up. Isn't it right next to the Tom's the biggest jerk ever born story? There were yes, like, it was right, right next to yep. And then if you click on our title, it actually just links right to that story. It links right yeah. to what a Never jerk I am. Never tell them that you know Tom, by the way. <laughs> oh God, don't, okay, know, don't tell Just the fact that you know him is enough to put you underground. Yeah. <laughs> they'll try to, to kill the you. City Pages. Of, I'm going to protest the next City Pages event. No, you're not, Tom. Tom Bernard posters. I do remember from the very beginning, honest guys, true. We had like a 29 share in the KQ Morning Show. It was the largest rating by far in all of America, right? And we never won the City Page's best morning show. Never. I think maybe the and first you never year. Never will. No, it's pretty late for that. <laughs> it's pretty late for that to be happening after all this time. They, uh, they're not fans. Never have been, actually. I don't think they, they were one year, maybe. And then I, I don't know what I did to them. Mm-hmm. Can't win them all over. So yeah. you, have, you have to have some people on the opposite you know, side of and, you if you're and, doing your job and right. And to tell you the truth, I mean, if it's if there's going to be somebody against you, City Pages is right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one to pick. That's the one. Hey, you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. A British teenager struggling with an essay on Ian McEwen book. Didn't get a top grade even after getting help from his father, Ian McEwen. Wait a minute. Your own son failed on a test about your book? Well, C-plus isn't a failure. So he's got degrees. That is true. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the award-winning British author says he feels a little dubious about his books being studied in school, especially after his youngest son got a C-plus on his McEwen essay several years ago. He says son Greg had to read the novel Enduring Love as homework. Reports the Times of London, compelled to read his dad's book. Imagine poor guy, he says. I confess I did give him a tutorial and told him what he should consider, McEwen said. (laughs) Still didn't work. I didn't read his essay, but it turned out his teacher disagreed fundamentally with what I said. Well, what do you know? A professor who knows better than the author what they meant. I love the fact that he disagreed with what the author said about his own book. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) It's teacher appreciation week too it is oh it's teacher appreciation week Mm -hmm. if i was in college and either of you wrote a book and it was on the curriculum curriculum i'd be like probably not (laughs) i don't think i'll be reading that one i'd read it on my own but i feel like being and you'd hate it on your own it depends I can guarantee. Well, I suppose it. it's probably true. Depends on what it was. Didn't be some about. of your teachers tell you not to listen to my show ever? What are you make up? The I'm asking you a question. Story. I'm not no. making up anything. I'm asking you a question. No one ever cared about wasn't, anything that you. What? I thought wasn't there. Maybe you were telling the story about some teacher, some kid was told not to listen to yeah. your show. Yeah. It wasn't me. Wasn't you? No. Maybe I don't somebody's kid. Have any recollection of? I don't know. A well, you don't recall anything, any positive about me ever. Oh, was that it? <laughs> How, that's exactly what happened. I feel like it's... Turncoat. That's what you do. Turncoat. That's all I know. Okay. Traitor. Interesting. Traitor, Joe. That's all I have oh to say. Yeah, oh, those bafo bars are good that you carry, though, Trader Joe. Bofo? Are they bofo? Bofo or bof... Yeah, they're kind of... B-O-F-F-O. Yeah, I thought it was bafo. I don't know how you pronounce it. Bafo bars. It's, things are going bafo. That means they're good. 
Oh, well, it must be Bafo then. There you go. We'll be right back. More of Alex's lies up next. Oh, my God. Chris Lindahl's here. Talk about people wanting to sell their homes, but uh, the problem is they don't know where they're going to go. That's right. Yeah, the biggest challenge right now is you know you can sell your house and you can sell your house for more money with the Chris Lindahl team. The issue is, is where are you going to go? You know, are you going to move in with your parents, your grandparents? Are you going to have a hotel, townhome for temporary housing? Or are you going to move in with Tom? Well, they're not going to move in with me. <laughs> they might move in with Chris, though, ladies and gentlemen. That's K-R-I-S, by the way. We have to reach right out to them. Where are they going to go? Yeah, so we have a you-don't-have-to-move-twice guarantee yeah, like where that. there's there's five steps that we take at the Chris Lindahl team where we put those things in your contract when we represent you so that you're protected. So you don't move twice. You're in control because you're the seller. And when you find a property, then you sell. It's a wonderful thing. So you've got the answer. I have the answer. Here we go. <laughs> That's why they're America's number one REMAX results team. We'll give the first five callers a free copy of Chris's number one best-selling book, Sold, chrislindahl.com, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Anything you want. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Tim Schwartz. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. It's a great pleasure. Emmy Award winner Tim Schwartz on History Channel's new series on the controversial inventor Nikola Tesla. On Friday, May 4th, the History Channel debuted just a couple of days ago, last Friday. The Tesla Files, a new series on the controversial inventor Nikola Tesla. You know, there's that one, I don't know if it's a picture or if it's video or what, well, it can't be video, obviously, but. I don't, uh, Tesla was an interesting guy. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, after his death at an advanced age, shortly after his death at an advanced age in a New York City hotel room in 1943, many of Tesla's most important unpublished patents and papers went missing. There are those who believe that trunk loads of his papers uh, were confiscated by unknown individuals and or some despotic government agency. The History Channel asks, did they, his papers, contain the plans for nearly free world electricity, massive death rays, and other inventions out of the future? I've heard, even heard so much as that Thomas Edison kind of ripped off some of his ideas. There are so many stories about Tesla, it's unbelievable. Uh, well, I don't know if Thomas Edison actually um, ripped off any of uh, Tesla's ideas, but the, uh, the the two men definitely there was no love loss between them. No, they did <laughs> that. We know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but where where was Tesla from originally? Well, he was originally born in uh, Croatia. Oh, okay. Uh, right in uh, in in 1856, uh, but uh, after he attended uh, uh, university, he uh, he came to the United States, and ironically enough. Uh, with the express purpose of working with Thomas Edison. Sure. You know, he, he admired the man a lot. 
but um, after Edison uh, hired him and then kind of, you know, uh, jerked Tesla around a little bit, uh, Tesla decided that, uh, well, this, this isn't exactly the guy that I want to work for. So he, he went off and uh, started his own company and got his own uh, backers and, and really essentially then uh, uh, knocked uh, Edison out of the water with the invention of the, uh, um, you know, AC motor, you know, the induction right. current motor. And then the, the whole electro, you know, AC electrical grid system. Why do you think it is that Elon Musk named his car after Nikola Tesla? Oh well, I mean, <laughs> Tesla was such a fantastic individual. You know, I mean, uh, he he was an inventor, an electrical engineer. He was a physicist. He was a futurist. Uh, you know, he came up with with ideas that in his day really seemed far-fetched and I mean even today here in the 21st century a lot of the things that Tesla uh, thought of and and you know really actually uh, 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 made working uh, prototypes for is still considered <laughs> in the realm of science fiction mm -hmm. so yeah I mean uh, uh, you, know, you, you have somebody like uh, like Elon Musk who, who really is you know, thinks outside of the box as well, and I hate using that term. But, right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it really seems natural that, that he would pick Tesla, you know, for his you know, electric, electric cars. So, now, what's interesting, I just thought of something. I can't remember the man's name. I wish I could, but he built a castle in, in Canada, in Toronto, and I believe that man owned the entire, um, was the entire electric company for, for Canada. He owned all of the electricity in Canada, from what I understand. Is that you know who I'm talking about? Mm, not offhand, no. <laughs> oh God, it's a, the castle. What's oh, the name of the castle up there? Oy, oy, oy. But was that's not what Tesla was trying to do. He wasn't trying to own all the uh, the electrical output in the United States. He just uh, oh no, just the opposite. The opposite. Fact. He wanted right. to kind of give it away. Yes, yes. Well, Tesla, one of uh, um, Tesla's great dreams was to be able to get rid of the whole um, electrical grid system. You know, the system that he invented and put in place himself, Right. he, he had the idea that you could actually uh, transmit electricity wirelessly. Really? And even uh, went as far as to uh, uh, start building um, a, a, a transmitter in uh, Long Island, New York, with the, uh, the backing of uh, people like J.P. Morgan. Oh, uh, right. Casaloma. Uh, yeah, but uh, um, Casaloma. There you go. Once his once his backers, once Tesla's backers found out exactly what he was trying to do, they could not come up with a way uh, that 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 it could be metered. You know, how are we going to make money off of electricity if you can right. just put an antenna up in the you know in the air or into the ground and get your electricity for free? How are we going to make money off of that? So they pulled their funding. And Tesla was unfortunately never able to recover from that, and that dream of wireless electricity uh, just went by the wayside. And only today are we just now getting the basic ideas of what Tesla was trying to do back in the early 20th century. Isn't that amazing that people, it's always about money. It's always about the money. It's just well, sad. And, and, and Tesla, I mean, he... He was interested in money as far as it went to, uh, to, to, to keep him funded for his ideas and inventions. 
um, when uh, the Westinghouse company, who got rich off of Tesla's patents, um, uh, came to Tesla and said, you know, the royalties that we are paying you, we are go, we're, we're just about ready to go bankrupt. Could you possibly, you know, like throw that, throw that contract out the window? And Tesla was like, you know, you funded me originally. Yeah, I will do that. And unfortunately, because of that, Tesla in the later days of his life was basically broke and unknown and, uh, and died alone in the New Yorker Hotel in uh, Manhattan. And uh, how'd the electric company work out? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still around today. I just can't believe that people, they would go to the guy who, who gave them the right to use his product, screw him out of his ideas and all of the money. How can you live with yourself? How can you sleep at night? Well, uh, people get rich not by being nice and, uh, and and kind. They get rich by well, you know. <laughs> uh, now, the the son of Westinghouse, and I can't think of the the gentleman's uh, name right now. Long after his father had passed away, ha- uh, approached Tesla and said, "You know, we we appreciate what you, what you did uh, for our company." We are going to make sure that uh, you know, your stay for the rest of your life at the New Yorker is paid for. So fortunately, like the last five years of his life, he was able to you know, stay without being worried about getting cast out onto the street again, which up until that point, that had happened several times, he wasn't, wasn't able to afford to pay for his hotel bills. And uh, a lot of his notes and paperwork, which is being you know, the, the whole plot or thesis of the History Channel's, the Tesla mm-hmm. files, mm-hmm. ended up uh, disappearing under, you know, sometimes mysterious circumstances and other times not so mysterious. You know, they, just, they probably just ended up chucked away in the trash somewhere. Jim, I have to tell you, honestly, I'm very upset personally because if I had my own massive death ray, it would change my life. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get some respect uh, well, at last. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think there's a lot of people. I mean, you know, what would it be like? Assured neighborhood uh, uh, deterrent. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, don't come in here because I got a death ray. I mean, right. <laughs> would be. I mean, this death ray would it literally would just shoot a a, a ray of electricity out. Well, I mean, fictional how, death ray. Fictional? Yes. Well, it says here, a massive death ray. It's what it says. It doesn't say anything about fictional. Actually, Tesla called it a death beam. Oh, death beam. Yeah, a particle beam weapon, uh, Tesla's concept for it, because a ray would not be able to, wouldn't have the energy to to go very far while a beam, and, you know, I'm not a physicist, so I couldn't tell you exactly, you know, what the difference, you know, between the two is, but a beam would be able to go. Tesla said it could go, you know, a couple hundred miles, you know, from Ooh. a, a point of origin. That's a lot. And how many times has that been used in James Bond movies and every other kind of yes. movie? That that Star death Wars. beam. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, the Star yeah. Wars. Star Trek. Well, and uh, the 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 Soviet Union uh, probably uh, developed a version of the part of Tesla-based particle beam weapon. Um, sometime probably in maybe the night, 1970s, there was a, uh, um, a CIA satellite photograph of a uh, strange-looking array that was uh, taken you know, over Siberia. 
and it oh. looks for all intents and purposes like uh, the the concept that Tesla came up with, which you know this is not too strange because Tesla actually worked with the Soviet Union in 1936 after the United States uh, you know, just declined to work with him. So the Soviet Union, yeah, they were they were more than happy. And uh, uh, Tesla sent uh, uh, their engineers uh, plans, and, uh, and, and the, the government there was probably pretty happy because a couple of years later they, they sent Tesla an ad, uh, not an advancement, but uh, uh, an additional payment of uh, probably around $26,000 uh, for Tesla's help. So you know, that, I think that was one of the reasons why when Tesla passed away, that uh, the United States government uh, was so eager to get a hold of uh, his paperwork or, you know, as much material as they could. It's just a shame that they didn't recognize what a, what a genius he was while he was still alive. And why didn't they? Why, how could they not understand? Because Thomas Edison, from what I understand, got support from everybody, and he was buddies with everybody, the Flaglers and the Henry Fords and all those people of the world. But well, Edison was good with people. Yeah, uh, Tesla yeah. wasn't so good with people. Who electrocuted and the elephant? That was uh, Edison. Uh, yeah, Edison. Yeah, yeah. That he was, was that, he was trying was to show that alternating current is more dangerous, which oh, it is. Right, but right. I don't know if the elephant really was necessary. No. Oh well, I mean, Edison actually invented the first uh, electric chair oh. uh, to be used on uh, uh, to execute prisoners, based on uh, you know, the, really, I mean, just a wildly. Um, a dangerous version of the AC current, much like the elephant, you know, to, to use the publicity to show, oh, well, look how dangerous Tesla's AC mm, current is. Right. You know. What a jerk. Yeah. So, um, and, and, you know, one of the reasons that I think that uh, Tesla had fallen out of favor, <coughs> excuse me, was like, you know, as you pointed out, he was um, eccentric, and as he got older, he became even more so. But um, Edison, up until the day that he died, uh, didn't help the situation. Edison had actually uh, was on uh, the consulting board with the United States military. And uh, when Tesla had approached them about uh, um, using some of his ideas and inventions, Edison just said, no, you don't want to work with this guy. He's nuts. <laughs> That's nice of him. Yeah. Hey, he's nuts. Don't work with this guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I fascinating, fascinating story. Um, again, uh, debuted last Friday. The History Channel debuted the Tesla Files, a new series on the controversial inventor. Um, what is your personal opinion? I, I mean, he wasn't nuts. He was um, might have been odd, I guess. <laughs> it might, might be a end. good way to put it. But he was a brilliant man, obviously. Very much so, yes. But yeah. so is that just part of is that just par for the course that if you you're if you're a brilliant human being, other people think that you're there's something wrong with you because <laughs> they couldn't comprehend anything you have to say? Well, um you know, possibly today somebody like Tesla would have been diagnosed as maybe being on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, um, uh, because he, he had a, he had an adaptive memory. Um, 
And uh, in in his younger days, especially when he was living in New York, I mean, he he was very social. I mean, uh, oh. um, he was very handsome. I mean, he was tall, and I mean, he liked to socialize and go to events. And uh, you know, the the the, the women, um, you know, just just loved him. But he really didn't have time uh, for for love and romance. I mean, you know, a lot of people nowadays speculate that uh, that he may have uh, you know been a homosexual, mm-hmm. but that's probably not true. I mean, he probably just wasn't interested one way or, or the other. And you know, I mean, and we've seen we've seen a lot of great uh, minds uh, throughout history who who were like that. Uh, but as I said before, you know, as he grew older. His eccentricities became more prominent. Uh, he uh, things had to have had to be in like multiples of three. Mm. Uh, you know, things like that started to to, to to come out more and more as as he got older. Um, he he developed a, a fascination with uh, pigeons. Um, he loved to go to the park and feed pigeons. Um, you know, he would, uh, ones that were injured, he would bring back to his hotel. You know, much to the chagrin of the yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the hotel owners, yes. and, uh, and 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 nurse them back to health. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, but you know, his um, his his genius, his great mind, never failed him. You know, as 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 he got older and and more ill, he was still. Um, his his last patent was for a uh, a vertical takeoff aircraft, mm-hmm. uh, very similar to the, uh, uh, the the military's Osprey aircraft that's that's uh, now, and uh, he had that patent issued to him like maybe you know ten years before he passed away. Unbelievable. Yeah, right. And I mean, at that time, I mean that 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 was a concept that really was just right out of uh, the book, you know science fiction books. No doubt. We will be watching on the History Channel, ladies and gentlemen, the Tesla Files. Tim Schwartz, thank you so much for your time. Tim Schwartz on uh, Nikolai, uh, Nikola Tesla. I almost called him Nikolai again because everybody calls him Nikolai, but it's Nikolai. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you, sir. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.